This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why you should sign your kid up for the sport of wrestling. Welcome back to Mindset Monday. Wrestling Mindset here bringing to you some of the biggest reasons why you should wrestle, and debunking many of the top myths of why people shouldn't wrestle. So we're excited to bring that into you. We're going to jump right into it. That's right. So it's October now. My kids are my kids are getting a little bit older, so I'm thinking about getting them started with wrestling. And we, we signed them up actually this year, but I know this is the month where rec programs and youth programs across the country, they're looking to grow the sport of wrestling. You know, how do we pull people from, I won't mention any sports, how do we get them to wrestle instead of, you know, you know, the other sports out there? So it's time. It's time to grow wrestling. So that's why we're doing this podcast. Also, we got a shout out to Mike Kemmer. We got his, his gear on today. Grandpa Mike is back. Gable trained okay. Mike Kemmer because we know that he's in there. We know Gable's got to be in the room frequently. And Dan Gable actually told us this and gave us all a stern warning and gave you a, st- a stern warning in the wrestling community at our coaches convention this year, last this past summer, which was quite possibly the greatest wrestling coaches convention that ever took place with eight Olympic champions, multiple Olympic finalists, how many Big Ten and college coaches, as well as some big names. It was unbelievable. But Dan Gable issued a stern warning to everyone saying, you know what you need to do to grow wrestling. Now get out there and grow it. So this is, this is dedicated to him. This is dedicated to Gable and growing the sport of wrestling. That's right. This is for you, Coach Gable. And also, I'll say, like, a lot of programs, they didn't have wrestling last year because of COVID, right? Actually, I'm, I'm in Clark, New Jersey. Clark did not have rec wrestling, no youth wrestling last year. So some of the people that probably would have continued with wrestling are going to drop off. So like Gable said, we got to do more. We got to go out and recruit. We got to make videos like this. We got to talk to our kids. We got to talk to our kids' friends. We got to talk to parents. We got to get them on the mat. 
right? So we're gonna we're gonna harness our hundreds of thousands of followers across platforms on wrestling mindset, giving you giving you this information today. So let's let's do it. All right, let's. There's no better place than to start here. Why? Why do kids participate in sports? So we know mindset. So we know mindset from studies is 40% of the pie. That's a large chunk of a pizza, if you ask me. You're eating a lot of my pizza right there. So th these were studies that were done when they actually compared the physical components and the mental, and they came out with 40% mental. Train your mind like you train your body. Consistent year-round, like the Soviets. Remember Dr. Yeses's book, Secrets of Soviet Sports Training. So physical training is done with our worksheets and our exercises, our systematic mindset curriculum. There's a systematic way to go from unconfident to confident. There's a systematic way to relax under pressure. And that's what you need to do. So using the learning pyramid for teaching methods, and as we know with the learning pyramid, 5% for auditory, 10% for reading a book, 20% for audiovisual, 50% for practices, uh, for practice, uh, 50% for group discussion, 70% for practice, and then 90% for teaching. So what are we really talking about there? But um, the teaching, the teaching, I get a little distracted there going off on a tangent because um, basically that's from a system of life that I've created with wrestling, nutrition, uh, faith, basically you name it, we got it. We have all these great models for life there. And I kind of crammed a lot into that little thing, but suffice it to say that, you know, you, you, we're using all of the best research and evidence that's available. This is scientific wrestling. So, so when you're looking to grow the sport, you got to know this list. Reason kids participate in sports. I just shared it before. Everyone could snap a screenshot of that. But it's important. If we're recruiting wrestlers, we need to know why do kids play sports. And I think a lot of times we get that wrong. Rule number one is simple. The re reason number one, because it's fun. That would be something I'd say, get that into your mind. The number one reason why kids will play a certain sport I know you don't play wrestling, you wrestle. The number one reason why a kid will do a sport is because it is fun. I know I know that as we're going back to what we said last week, the International Journal of Wrestling Science, where my master's degree thesis was published, or my abstract was at least, um, they talk about some of the best studies done in the world. I just grabbed one of them. I have every single one of them. I went on a buying spree. I contacted the president, um, Dr. David Kirby. I just bought all of them. I said, why not? I mean, this is the best research of wrestling in the world. And it's not in this specific episode, uh, full transparency. It's, it's not in this specific um, edition of it. But we're pulling this list from none other than the International Journal of Wrestling Science. My point is, this wasn't just a poll taken among 100 people like the Family Feud. Yep. All right. So let me run through the top 10. Why kids participate in sports. Number one, because it's fun. Number two, to improve skills. Number three, to stay in shape. Number four, to do something that you're good at. Number five, excitement and competition. Number six, exercise and health. Number seven, being part of a team. Number eight, the challenge of competition. Number nine, learning new skills. And number 10, winning. So notice winning is 10, 10 of 10 there. Number one, fun. So let's start right there. Why is wrestling fun? What's fun about wrestling? So we actually spoke to our, our, our young cousin, Logan Leva, who is um, both uh, his, his three uncles. They were great wrestlers, or his father and his two uncles. They were real good wrestlers uh, in New Jersey. And, and some of them, uh, Chris Leva wrestled over at Washington Jefferson. Is Hall of Famer. Joe wrestled. Game Hall of Famer, Chris Leva. That's right. Uh, Joe Leva wrestled over at Scranton. 
uh, for a little while over there. And 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 his and his and his dad Lou, he was basically always our hero, being like the the oldest of the of the cousins. And I mean, he he's a guy. We had the ESU. I still have the ESU shirt up on my wall. The intensive camp. It was basically five days of hell. Um, if you want to cram, basically, you could say you cram J. Rob into five into five days. That was ESU. And I mean, it started with 80 campers, 88 intensive campers. They got the list down to 45. One of the people they cut was our cousin Lou. And it was because, not because he didn't finish the camp, but because he had a minor concussion and then came back and still did the 300 squat thrusts that were mandatory at the end of the camp. So Lou is a monster. I mean, he had a minor concussion, came back and still did 300 squat thrusts. Went to the hospital, went to the hospital, came back and finished the camp. And and our uncle, who's a doctor, said that would have taken out 90% of the people. Well, not Lou Levo. Anyway, his son, Logan Landon, uh, a confusing story. Logan and Landon are his two sons. Logan, but it was, Logan, Logan, yeah. Logan, so, so Logan. We were on the we were on the swing set a couple of years ago, and I said, "Hey, Logan, what's what's your favorite sport?" And he's like, "Wrestling." And we're you know we we're pump, pumping our fists, giving high fives, stuff like that. I said, "Logan, why do you like wrestling the most?" And he's like, "Because you get to play rough. You get to play rough." And now I use I use this example with a lot of people now. This this great example because think about as a kid when you're a kid, if you leave two kids downstairs in the basement for a while. What are they going to do? They're going to wrestle around, right? They're going to throw each other around. They're not going to know what they're doing, but they're going to wrestle. So I think it's in our human nature to wrestle. And what other sport do you really get to play rough, right? Our, our coach in high school, Coach Giordano, used to say wrestling's great because it's it's a fight with rules. So you're not trying to hurt the other person. But you're trying to beat them, right? You're trying to impose your will against that person. And I think that's what kids naturally do. So you get to play rough out there, which which is fun. I've heard it be called the, the holiest sport because it's in it's in the Bible, the Torah, and the Quran. So in all in, in all in all of these um in all these books that are regarded by by many as holy, um there it's it pops up. Wrestling pops up in there. I think it's wrestling is in the Epic of Gilgamesh. I think wrestling is also on the the hieroglyphics in the cage the, the cages of Egypt, not the cages, the caves of Egypt. Um. So I mean, this is. This is old school, man. It's one of the oldest sports in the Olympics, BC. That's right. So number two, we have to improve skills. And when you think about wrestling, there's so many there's so many skills to improve, right? You have the physical skills, you have the mental skills, right? You have the emotional skills, and then you have the technical skills. When it, when it comes to sports, I, I can't think of too many sports where there's nearly as much technique as wrestling. There's just so much to learn. So it's it's exciting for a kid because... You could always be learning a new technique. So let me let me bring up here with Kale Sanderson, uh, the golden boy of wrestling for many years, what he says about wrestling, why you should get your kid wrestling. So here's the quote here. Wrestling is the perfect foundation for all other sports. Wrestling is balance, agility, hand-eye coordination, flexibility, positioning, strength, speed, explosiveness, footwork, hustle, mental focus, mental toughness, core strength, concentration, competition, and endurance. Wrestling will make our youth better at all other sports. Where do we start? Uh, did Kale play other sports? I don't know. But, no, but he could have. But he could have. He did. He did. I know he, play, he played football even in high school. And, um, I mean, look, when you look at it, when you look at it, when you watch basketball, you see the guys dunking, and you're like, man, that's awesome. Or in baseball, they're diving. They're making, like, sliding catches. You look at cool things. 
wrestling, you look at like WWE when we were younger, guys doing tombstone pile drivers, the leg drop, gorilla press, um, suplexes, you know, just all the different moves, the hurricane rano, whatever popped into my head, the swanton bomb and all this, right? You want to learn how to do moves. It's cool to do moves. Most people, you're, you're just, I mean, most people forget about it. You're just not going to be able to dunk. I mean, Muggsy Bogues, a professional basketball player. I don't think he was able to dunk. He was five foot three. I just watched something. I, I just watched something on Muggsy on on YouTube the other the other night. But the point we watched, is, we watched Space Jam a lot here. But the kids are still wrestling. You can't you can't dunk though. Most people, most people aren't going to dunk. And also, like in baseball, it's like these sliding these catches. Maybe you can't hit though. But anyone could get good at wrestling because it's every body type. You have long beanpole guys who are really good, who are just like a big trap. They're one big trap. You shoot into them, they're a trap. Then you have other guys who are just these short, stocky, you know, balls of energy, and they're real good. And you have other people who are super technical. Like you could, if you're weak in a certain area, which we're all weak in certain areas, like you could get it back by your conditioning or your technique. Or yeah, your wrestling is wrestling is truly the sport for everyone, right? If you're short, you see a lot of good wrestlers that are short. Obviously, you see a lot of good wrestlers that are tall, though, too. If, you, if you're active, if you're an active kid, right? I hear this a lot from my, you know, now that my kids are hanging out with, with their friends, like the, you hear the parents, oh, my kids got so much energy. I'm like, great. Wrestling's a perfect sport for them, right? Well, you're a ball of energy, a ball of energy. Definitely wrestle. Right. And, we, and we've seen it. We've seen people with all kinds of, whether it's physical limitations or um, you think about Anthony Robles on one leg, won the NCAAs. Um, there's people who haven't had had what they've missing both legs or both arms too. They they're wrestling. I've seen people with psychological, you know, developmental delays. They were still pretty good. Wrestling is a sport that almost anyone can be pretty darn good at, which can't be said. Which which cannot there's, be said for most. I was gonna say there's 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 a, uh, we we know of a few wrestlers that were deaf that were really good wrestlers, blind wrestlers that were really good. So again, I don't know that that many sports that that you could say that. So this it's truly the sport for everyone. Wrestling. Right. Yep. So, all right. And then you have going back to a Kale's quote, right? Just strength. You know, wrestlers are strong. Conditioning. You just act, talk to people that talk about like wrestling practices being tougher than any other practice. Not that you want to focus on that too much because, yeah, it's it's a badge of honor maybe, but that's not going to get people to wrestle. Hey, come wrestle. It's so hard, right? Yeah, wrestling is tough. Other sports are tough. We got to focus more on the fun element. But that being said, if you're looking to build conditioning and endurance. Wrestling is going to do it for you. Um, balance and flexibility, right? Balance is something you're going to build as a wrestler. Flexibility, these are all things for injury prevention now and in the future. Nutrition, if you do it right, right? The fact that there's weight classes, and, and we'll get to that a little bit more. You know, you don't have to cut weight as a wrestler, but you can learn a ton about nutrition. You can learn a lot about your body. And then lastly, the, the technique. Like we said before, there's just, you can learn a new move every day. Right. And you'll and you'll run out of days. There's that many wrestling moves. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like Kale and Kale and Dake both said at the Pennsylvania Coaches Convention a few years ago, Kale opened it, Dake closed it. And they both said the same thing. You, when you start wrestling, you got to make you starting any kid with wrestling. It's got to be about having fun. And this is something we didn't quite understand, especially as we got older. We kind of got it as a kid as kids of course, because that's why you start wrestling. And then you kind of lose it somewhere along the way because it becomes about the grind and you forget to have fun. And one of our big jobs as mindset coaches is to say to have fun. I mean, I remember when we first went to the edge, 
And this is one of the first wrestling clubs in the country. It's like they were playing. They were. Pl- I remember they were playing hand dodgeball. Dodgeball, dodgeball. Yeah. And we're like, and and I remember back then we were kind of like snarky. We thought we knew what we were talking about. We go home. We're like, they, you know, they, they spent the beginning of practice playing dodgeball. It's like we don't need to do that. And then looking back, then what did we start doing in college when Zeke was our coach? What did Rutgers do? They were playing handball. They were doing different things like that. We learned from the Soviet, the Soviets. They were playing basketball before a lot of their practices. And Lehigh would do that too. So here we were started, starting to become like little like snotty kids where it's like, oh, we know what we're talking about because we're in seventh and eighth grade. We might have had a few minor wins in our life. But, but no, like they were doing dodgeball and they were getting very good technique. And we just didn't see it at the time because somewhere along the way, the fun gets lost. And it's interesting that Kyle Dake and Kale Sanderson were both speaking, two of the four four-time NCAA, four-time NCAA champs at different points in time, didn't hear each other speak. And the first thing they spoke about was fun. It says something. All the Penn State guys after they win the NCAAs, how much fun they're having. And all those guys are peaking at the right time. Yep. Can, can never forget about that part, but wrestling is fun. Another one people don't talk about a lot of self-defense, right? Wrestling, we know wrestlers are tough. Wrestlers are tough. So a lot of people say, yeah, I want to put my kid in karate to practice self-defense. You know, not, not, nothing against karate, but I, I think it's going to be hard-pressed to find tougher, you know, tougher people than wrestlers. Wrestlers can defend themselves. But just look at the UFC. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. If you see who has the most success, you could see which sport is the toughest. It's really not that hard to see. Now, don't get me wrong. You have to learn how to strike. You need to know jujitsu. If you just know wrestling and you don't learn any jujitsu, you're going to get tapped out. You get tapped out pretty quick. But the point is, a, a good wrestler learning other, it, it's the most transferable. A good wrestler will be able to pick up those other areas. Ask anyone who does jujitsu, right? I mean, that, that'd be the person I'd be most afraid of because it's like, if you could avoid the Mike Tyson knockout punch, once you bring Mike Tyson to the ground, even in his prime, that's all she wrote. He's not getting out, but, but jujitsu I'd be worried about because you could get tapped, but the jujitsu people are saying the wrestlers can learn it quick. That's right. They learned, they learned it real quick. So, I mean, and, and Gracie jujitsu, they kind of had that little, the, the little split where some J- Gracie jujitsu, some Brazilian jujitsu all stemming from Helio Gracie, the master. And what did he say? It, it, Gracie jujitsu is very firm. Jujitsu is about defense. It's about self-defense. So wrestling right there, self-defense. Yep. Next one I have is humility. Learn the virtue of humility through wrestling, right? That would be one of the things where it's one-on-one, right? So, so that's another reason to wrestle, accountability. I can't blame my coach. I can't blame my teammate. I can't blame the ref, or I could, but it doesn't really make much sense. At the end of the day, I lost. The, you know, my opponent was better than me on that day or in that moment. So you're going to learn humility because – I mean, you hear it a lot now where there's there's kids, they get good at a sport and they're, you know, they're talking trash to their friends. And it's easy to do that, I think, in a, in a team sport. But now when you, you put that person in a wrestling match, right, maybe he talks trash, he wins the first few matches, and then he loses and he feels that sting, you know, where that person's better than me, they beat me. You learn some humility there, right? And same thing goes, you hear this a lot with boxers, you hear this a lot with mixed martial arts, but... You know, you definitely learn some humility after a painful loss in wrestling because it's so personal in one-on-one. How much have we, and over the years, we've talked about this so much over the years, where people win a certain award, they get honored for something. Like, I was very humbled to receive this award. And it's like, I'm not sure they're using that word properly. It's like, hum- humbled was, I was, you know, un- um, you know, basically, un- you know, one loss my senior year of high school, and then my first college tournament, I get pinned. 
which I didn't get in in like five years. It's like, that was a humbling experience. Um, you know, get be, getting beat in the wrestle off for varsity 10 to two. Those kind of things were humbling experiences. Yep. Yep. You don't have to go very far for that. Yep. And then the last part. So we just watched a, a, a Ray Lewis thing. One of the, you know, top linebackers of all time. And he taught, he was a state champ wrestler from Florida. And when he, he thinks wrestling, he thinks mindset. Right. So I think that's something that a lot of people know. Right. Wrestlers have it's the name of our company, Wrestling Mindset. Wrestlers have the best mindset. Why, why do you think that is? What do you think separates wrestlers from other sports? You know, I th really what it comes down to, I think, is really the mindset. And I'm biased as being a wrestling mindset, but I really think that's just what separates people. Just a grinder mentality, a willingness to work. Usually wrestlers aren't complainers. How many articles have we seen of the football players, the wrestlers make the best football players, wrestlers best in the UFC, and wrestlers make the best workers? We work with corporate mindset solutions, wrestling, winning mindset solutions. We help change the entire mindset of organizations. And with that, so, I mean, you know, maybe some of the teams we started with their sales teams, then it's on to the entire organization. I mean, almost everyone we speak to, and this is behind the scenes speaking with managers and CEOs, they're looking to hire wrestlers. I wasn't looking to make a plug for wrestlers and business network, but while we're here, we might as well that every single wrestler should be on signed up, especially college wrestlers signing up. It's a very close knit fraternity. That's another reason to wrestle that all wrestlers, they know each other. It's like a brotherhood that and sisterhood now at this point too, where it's a close knit community. Oh, you're a wrestler. We're trying to help you. How many times have we seen that? So join up, click the link. We'll put the link. We'll drop it below. Yeah, so, so on the corporate side of our business, we're reaching out to a lot of business owners, CEOs, sales managers, and when they hear that we're involved in wrestlers in business, they're like, oh, we love wrestlers. Wrestlers are awesome for our business. So it really opens up some connections there. And Gene brought up a, a Forbes article, I think it was from 2012, and it said, wrestlers make the best employees. And um, that's, that's a good one. I'd Google that one. We'll put it in the show notes, but wrestlers make the best employees. So that's another reason to wrestle. And... Um, some of the things they noted was they did a study. They found that wrestlers have high-level stress management. They have high-level interpersonal skills, self-regard, and a high level of emotional intelligence. And then as, as we stated before, we know that just the mental toughness. And maybe we dig into that a little bit more. Like, why? Why does a wrestler? We know that they have a different mindset. We know that they're, they're mentally tough. Um, I mean, I, I think part of it is because of the the difficulty of it, right? Like we said, the one-on-one, -on -one, it's it's me versus you. The, you know, the, the training, the training. I, you know, I, we don't like to glorify in the weight cutting, but the fact that you do have to make a weight, you know, it shows there's another level of self-discipline, which again, if, if we're talking to youth wrestlers and youth parents, we're not talking about that at all. We're going we're gonna to get to that reasons not to avoid wrestling because you shouldn't be cutting weight, any weight as a, as a rec wrestler. Right. And we shouldn't be bringing that up. And if we got to be prepared to deal with that objection um, when, when people talk about that. But, you know, at the higher levels, that is something that's going to it's going to demand more self-discipline of us. Right. So so that that part of it, the one on one, the accountability and then just the grueling workouts, you know, on the mat, on the track, in the weight room, um, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows because it's so personal. It's, it's so all-encompassing. You go back to virtues, right? We always say mindset. Our mind, the, the mission of wrestling mindset and winning mindset as a whole is to use the sport of wrestling as a vehicle 
for two things, building virtue and mental skills for life. So wrestling should be a vehicle to build virtue for life, and it should be a vehicle to build mental skills. Now, the virtue that we're talking about here, especially proper to men, though women need it too, of course, fortitude. And one of the five sub-virtues of fortitude is magnanimity, which means striving for excellence in all things. We know the opposite of magnanimity, the opposite virtue, the opposite vice counter magnanimity is pusillanimity. That might sound like a word you're familiar with there. Well, that's where it comes from. So if you're, if you're striving for excellence in all things, you're a magnanimous person. Now, wrestling, why I bring that up is because wrestling is so holistic. You have to make weight. So you're thinking about nutrition. You have to be strong. You're going to get bullied around the mat. You have to think about strength. Your strength doesn't mean anything if you're not in really good shape. You get tired real quick. So you got to think about your conditioning. And of course, you need to know your craft. You could be the strongest, most conditioned person. If you don't know how to wrestle, you're going to get buried. So it requires so much of you. And just and then the grueling workouts, I mean, the two and a half hour practice, uh, the weight management, and also just the fact that it's a legal fight, which is fun. I mean, we all like to see ourselves as warriors. And, and but, you know, who really wants to be out in, you know, if you, you really wouldn't want to have to be in a life or death situation if you could help it. And most people don't want to go like, I wouldn't want to be in the UFC. How many people even like Jordan Burrow say, I don't want to get hit in the face. Well, you don't have to get hit in the face. You don't have to worry about your life being on the line. But in wrestling, it is a legal fight. And there is a certain feeling of, you know, this guy's a better man than me. I had my hands on him. I mean, you think about tennis. Maybe you're losing in tennis. It's like, if I could just grab this guy, well, you get your chance in wrestling. So if you blow it, you blow it. But it just requires so much. I think of like bodybuilding, too. It's one of those things where I'm, you know, I'm not obviously it's a different thing, but the point is it requires so much. So it's such a, a, an existential sport where, why am I doing this? Why, what is it all about? And that's why I think wrestlers are some of the most religious people too, because you have to ask, what am I doing? Why are we here? What is it all about? That's right. Uh, you said existentialism. So we actually, when I was in, was I in eighth grade? No, I was in high school. I think I was a senior in high school. We watched, we watched vision quest as to, to show existentialism, that that was his existential quest. So that was that was actually the movie they used, a wrestling movie. So go watch Vision Quest. Although don't don't focus too much on the weight cutting. Yeah, or, or nor the philosophy of existentialism. I was just merely <laughs> using that as a word. We are hardcore Thomists, so, traditional Thomists for the record. So that's right. realist, basically. That's right. Okay, so I got a different topic here. Reasons not to avoid wrestling. Reasons not to avoid wrestling. So some of the common objections, some of the things when say, oh, I don't want my kid to wrestling because of this. So the first one is weight cutting, which we brought up a couple times. Number one, if you're a youth coach or a rec coach and you're recommending that people cut weight, you're, you're doing it wrong. You probably shouldn't be coaching. So right off the bat, when someone says, well, I don't want my elementary school kid wrestling because I don't want them to cut weight. You got to tell them it's like they don't have to and they shouldn't be, you know, and, and as long as I'm coaching, it's like they're, I will make sure that they don't cut weight because that's not good for it's not good for them it's not good for the sport. So right off the bat weight cutting is not an issue. You don't have to cut weight. And you know you look we we did an episode on this a couple of weeks ago about weight cutting how it's overrated um and and how a lot of the best wrestlers performed at their best when they went up in weight class. So we got to take that one off the table. You don't have to cut weight and wrestle. So that's that's the first one. The second one things like ringworm little skin infections like that, right? You had something to say about this, Gene. Why I mean, is that it's, not an excuse? It's like, it's like, give me a break, because 
that the fact that wrestling, first of all, it's not that big of a deal. Like my wife comes from a family where she, they weren't from wrestlers. And it's like, I'm like, listen, ringworm isn't that big of a deal. It's like you put a little cream on it, it goes away. It's not like people confuse it with tapeworm. Remember seeing that in like fourth or fifth grade, <laughs> something you see, and it's like something gets inside your body and starts like eating up your organs. It's like, you're talking about like a minor cut that goes away. Like, for, so it's, I'm not saying you don't think about it, but it's, the point is this. I know a lot more and wrestlers know a lot more about taking good care of their body and hygiene than most other people. Like the, ask yourself, do you know what type of soap is the, is the best to pre prevent any kind of skin disease? Do you know the best type of shampoo? You, a lot of people don't. Well, we know obviously from wrestling so long that you want to make sure you're using soap that has salicylic acid. You want your best, your best shampoo is going to be <laughs> Selsun blue, Selsun blue or um, head and shoulders. We know that the best the best soap for your body is Lever 2000. Now I get it; it might dry you out, and that but that's also one of the things you might put lotion. You apply the emollient therapy after, which is Soviet research. We talked about that another time. But the point is, we know about that. How many sports? Also, we played baseball, we played football. How many sports did the coaches ever say anything to us about? Hey, make sure you take a shower right after. No other sport. Wrestlers were the only ones who showered right after practice. So as far as knowing personal hygiene, knowing about soaps and shampoos and how to take care of your body. If you're using wrestling the right way, which we're assuming, of course, that you're doing, you're going to know a lot more. So it's just a non-issue to say, oh, well, you know, dirty. It's like, come on, give me a break. Like you have other people rolling around in the mud. No, <laughs> that's right. All right. The next one we got, I don't want my kid to get cauliflower here. Look at Gene over there. He's got cauliflower. I only have a little on this year. Nothing here. Also preventable, headgear. If you don't want a cauliflower ear, and you, if you wear headgear every time you're on the mat, you're not going to get cauliflower ear. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much that simple. And also one of the things, because, okay, being, again, back in the, the rebellious youth, that kind of thing, I'd say, I don't care what my ears look like. But now we know, even from a mindset point of view, that excuse is non-existent anymore. Because one of the big things we talk about in wrestling mindset is making practice similar to a match and vice versa. Matches similar to practice. If you have to win... If you know to win an NCAA championship or state championship, if your goal is to win the certain match, you need to do it with a singlet and headgear. So we know right off the bat that best practices are you should practice the same way you're going to have to compete for that title. So even if you don't care what your ears look like, even if all you're trying to do is win, it still makes sense to wrestle live with your headgear on. So that excuse, as far as I'm concerned, is out the door now with greater understanding of how this of how the gear that you wear relates to mindset from a performance perspective. Because I didn't care what my ears looked like, but I did care about winning. So that's how you'd appeal to a kid like that. That's right. And I think most people that do have cauliflower, they probably wanted it, right? They stop wearing their headgear. They look at it as a badge of honor. So that's the other thing. Again, easily preventable for a kid who's going to wrestle. All right, the last one I have, reason, the last reason not to avoid wrestling, WWF. Or WWE. A lot of times parents associate wrestling, amateur wrestling, with WWF, WWE. It's a completely different thing. So if, if they tell you that, you kind of have to laugh at them a little bit. It's like, come on. It's like it's a different thing. We're not the, the moves that you named before the Hurricane Rana, the, uh, <laughs> the body slam, the pile driver, uh, choke slam, the people's elbow, the leg drop. You can't do that in wrestling. You'll be disqualified. You'll be thrown out of the gym. It, it doesn't happen. So it's Wrestling is not WWE. It's not what you see on TV, unless you're watching the Big the Big Ten Network or the NCAA Finals on ESPN or ESPN2. 
but it's it's safe. There's a referee there, and I'd say there's probably less injuries, less less like tra- traumatic injuries in wrestling because you see the person. It's one on one. It's not like football or basketball where you you know you're doing the right thing. Somebody falls on you from behind or from the side that you can't even see. That doesn't really happen in wrestling because for the most part it's it's me versus you, and I can see what's going on. So I'd say actually injuries are actually less in wrestling than other sports. And going back to the the original argument, it just has nothing to do with WWE. It's a, it's a completely different thing. This is not world wrestling entertainment. It's amateur wrestling. Exactly. I mean, I, we've, we haven't been hit in the head ever with a steel chair. We haven't been, you know, then as far as the, um, the, the dangers, I mean, very rarely have you, have you seen someone get seriously hurt. And again, also, if you're, if you're using wrestling as a vehicle to understand more about yourself, we spoke, there was a lot of prehab, a lot of rehab, learning how to stretch your body properly. Um, how many times I think of in, in other sports, even good sports, I loved playing football. We did a lot of static stretching in football, a lot of bend down, touch your toes, which we know from a neuromuscular point of view, you have to bear in mind, my first master's degree was in exercise science and sports psychology. So we know a little something about this, that you don't want anyone laying down in their rear and touching their toes, just holding on to it. That's static stretching. Wrestling is where we really learned more dynamic stretching. We played baseball and football, we're not picking on them. There was a lot of static stretching before games and practices. Wrestling was when we actually got moving around and doing more things like gymnastics. So even from a, a cool perspective, you know, in wrestling, you're, lear- you're, you're more likely to learn how to do a flip and how to throw your body in and, and learn how to land and her- how to learn how to land properly. I mean, sometimes I just thought about this the other day because my son did something like this. But John Smith said even just a basic hip heist it saved him, him learning how to cut a leg under under his body by able to cut that leg through. He was cutting down a, a, something on a tree above him. He was he was um, sawing it down and he, the thing dropped or he dropped something like, yeah, he fell and he cut his leg under him because he knew how to hip heist and it, and it basically saved his life. So, I mean, I know that's an extreme example, but the point is you learn more about how to use your body. That's right. That's right. And then we got to bring up It'd be remiss if we didn't bring up the Gable quote. Once you wrestle, everything in life is easier. Once you wrestle, and a lot of wrestlers will agree with that. Once you've wrestled in life, once you've wrestled, everything in life is easier. And what do I, and what do I think right away? We have a mental toughness exercise. So as with all the different mental muscles, we have different uh, skill building, mindset skill building exercises for each mental muscle. And one of them, one of the mental muscles being mental toughness we talk about how do you build mental toughness? Well, you have to be aware of past difficult things that you've done. So when you encounter something new that comes at you down the pipe or down the pike, is it pipe or pike? When you, when you get something, when you get a new situation that comes at you, you say to yourself, I've gone through something hard already. I can get through this. And almost without fail, this is one of the things that wrestlers have under their belt as like a, a permanent feather in their cap a permanent example for mental toughness that when whatever it happens, they get laid off from their job, they get broken up with, um, w- things don't go their way, post-COVID world, they're like, okay, I got through wrestling, I can get through this. So it's something that you add to your mental toughness bank for the rest of your life. We see that over and over again with wrestlers. That's right. Wrestling, one of the ultimate vehicles to build virtue. We talk about that a lot in our program. And like you said, chasing the, the virtue of magnanimity. Um, wrestling is the vehicle to build the virtue, virtues in general, not just that virtue. 
Okay, last thing I have here that I think we should touch on, tips for rec or youth coaches, right? You got a rec coach, you got a youth coach who's looking to build a program, me being one of them. What are what are some of the things? And I, I know the first one we talked about, it, so we got to focus on how it's fun. Right? We talked about wrestling being tough, being a badge of honor, but that's not drawing anyone to the sport, right? That's, that's a down-the-line thing. Wrestling is fun. You know, going back to some of the stuff we talked about before, you get to – you get to play rough, right? You get to learn new moves. You get to build, you know, defend yourself better, right? Focus on that list that we talked about before, that top 10 list, having fun, improving skills, and staying in shape. And that's a good way to appeal to parents, too. If you want your kid to get in, in shape, get them wrestling. You know, practice, you're going to be moving. You're not just going to be sitting there doing practice. You're going to be getting stronger, better balance, better flexibility, better coordination, um, all those good things that you're trying to build, physical skills in your in your child, wrestling is good for that, not to mention the mental skills, which we talked about quite a bit. So focus on that list that we posted before we could put it in the show notes, but the reasons why kids participate in sports, the first the first three, fun, it's fun, they improve skills and they stay in shape. And then the fourth is do something that you're good at. So the other good thing about there being so many aspects of wrestling, it's easy to point out something they're good at, I think. Whereas like in basketball or soccer, you know, not to knock the sports, but you know, you're you're looking at the athleticism. Can they jump high? Can they run fast? Right? It's it might be tough to point out things that they're good at in certain sports, but in wrestling, because there's so much there's so many intricacies of the sport. There's the technique, the flexibility, the explosiveness, the strength, the balance. There's almost always something you could point out to a kid who that you're doing well in this, right? Even if they got through a tough practice, okay, nice job. You're mentally tough. So I think it's easy, it's easier to get a kid to buy in and to to help build confidence, but because there's a lot of things you could point out that they're doing well. Like I said, rather than just they hit the ball far or they run fast or they jump high, there's you know, like all those aspects that we just named, there's a lot of different things you could point out. And as a coach, that might be what gets them to stay in the sport. You know, they feel like they're good at it. So make sure they're having fun. Don't run a rec practice like a Division I college room, right? There's just no reason to do that. I know there's a temptation. I want our team to be good. I want to beat the, you know, the local town. I want to be the best sport in town. But it really doesn't matter if everyone quits within the next three or four years, right? You're trying to build, um, you're trying to build the program. You're trying to develop humans, Right? You're trying to develop young men and women. So you got to remember that, that it's not all about winning today. So don't run them out of the room by making the, the, the most difficult practice that, that they've ever been to. Right? Focus on having fun and building skills. What else? What are, what are some other things? What are some other tips for rec coaches, Gene? I just think there's so many, there's so many fun things about wrestling. I, I think it is cool to show, like, yeah, hey, of course, you want to teach the basics and solid fundamentals. There's got to be... Um, also, some experimentation, some play, showing the cool moves. It's fun. Even It's funny because even at like camps that I've done, I will come in and show these great moves and talk about mindset and talk about great positioning and stance and motion and everything, these, these things that you need. But like what kind of gets the kids, um, what wakes them up a little bit and, sh- and shakes things up is when you show a cool move. I think of um, you know, the, the dip cradle. I was just over at Pascac Hills, one of the teams we worked with for, for many years. And, um, you know, we showed a lot of technique. I spoke a lot of, I spoke mindset, a lot of fundamentals with technique, showed the dip cradle. And guess what gets posted on their Instagram page? The, the dip cradle. 
because how about, it's, how about the Lehigh camp? What did you learn at the Lehigh camp? I learned the Indian death lock. That's right. <laughs> did you, you never used it in a match though, right? No, but apparently Strobel, Greg Strobel, God rest his soul, he got this on at least one freshman each year. And Lehigh, they're no slouches. They had good guys come in there. But then again, he is a, he's, well, heck, he is a two-time NCAA champion, was in his own right. And he's probably a lot bigger than the guys he hit it on. I'm sure he wasn't hitting it on like Frick or something like that. That's right. That's right. I would say, maybe, I would say other, tips, did. other tips for rec coaches I would throw in, you know, doing a lot of gymnastics, right? A lot of wrestlers will talk about having a foundation in gymnastics will help them as a wrestler. Well, if they're not going to do gymnastics, build that into the practice, right? I know Jay Kerbert, Andy Rovat, they put out a good system of base wrestling. It's basically how you could build gymnastics into your program. So that's something that probably at least a quarter of your practice should be gymnastics, you know, building strength, building body awareness, building flexibility. That's an important part for a wrestler. And then, and then focus on the, you know, the, the basics, right? The positioning, the stance, because you could wrestle a lot of matches and get a lot of mat time, but eventually if you don't know the fundamentals, if you don't have good positioning, if you don't have good stance in motion, you know, eventually it's, you know, just knowing the moves is not going to be good enough. So focus on those basics. And then I would also say, don't don't go crazy competing. If the kid wants to compete, I'd say that's fine. Let him compete. I just wouldn't let him compete too often. And if and if they're struggling, you gotta you gotta know that because it is personal. And we talked about the humility. You don't want to run kids out of the sport because they compete too young. So I'd say definitely don't focus on the competition, at least for the first couple of years. Absolutely. It's the, I mean. You know, we're very biased, but we do believe it is the greatest sport in the world. Uh, why wouldn't you do it? I haven't heard a really good argument that really makes any kind of sense on why you wouldn't wrestle. So, and especially having a mindset coach, I keep going back to that because remember our job is to make sure that things are kept in perspective. There's a lot of very, very well-meaning and most, I would say, well-meaning coaches, well-meaning parents who they don't have a clue. And it's not their fault. They just haven't been trained with that. So our job as the mindset coach is to make sure everything is balanced out, make sure things are being kept in perspective, and us looking out for the best interest of your kid. If you happen to have an overbearing coach or you know people who maybe are, they're not as experienced or they're just not as knowledgeable, through no fault of their own, this is what we do. So make sure you sign up for our free trial session as an individual. This week, like now you could see it's starting to explode. There are a lot of signups with teams and individuals over this past week. So right now, I mean, this is when people are looking to get the mental edge. So should you. You know, you don't want to fall behind the competition. Very well, and very least, you want to make sure at the end of your wrestling career, you left no stone unturned. You did everything you possibly could to reach your goals. So make sure you sign up for the free trial. Email us, mindset at wrestlingmindset.com. Sign up for the free trial at wrestlingmindset.com. Uh, yeah, I didn't say that, it sounded www.wrestlingmindset.com. And whether it's wrestling, sports, school, business, or life, Mine makes the difference. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.